fate has no mercy. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the director and co-writer of The Northman, Robert Eggers. Robert, how's it going today? Great, man. How are you? Good, man. Good. Looks like the premiere went really well last night over in L.A. And I got to tell you, man, reception to this movie, you're three for three. How does that feel? Uh, relieving. <laughs> but no, it is it, it is relieving. Uh, but it is it's also I mean, like it is legitimately humbling to feel like people are getting what you're doing, you know, especially because like uh i'm not interested in the same stuff like a lot of people are interested in so it's mm-hmm. cool that i'm you know able to to to, to, in, to hopefully interpret that in a way that more people other than you know people who are alive in the viking age can uh get on board with sure sure totally understandable uh and this being a bigger project compared to your last two and you know multitude of ways especially just in terms of budget though what would you say was probably like the most relieving aspect of having a higher budget and what would you say was the most challenging aspect of having a higher budget i mean obviously the best thing about having a big budget is you can do a lot of stuff like you can <laughs> We made a Viking village and a Viking city and a Slavic village and a and longships and merchant ships and you know I mean it's absolutely incredible it's the childhood dream to be able to do that kind of thing but there's a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility and uh, you know so much so that like if you if 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 you actually thought about the level of, <laughs> of pressure and responsibility you, you know you couldn't survive as a as a filmmaker yeah i've heard you talk in several interviews about how uh this version of what was uh presented to us here in theaters was more of a collaboration between what you presented to the studio the studio gave you notes and you tried to get, put out there the most um, entertaining product imaginable that was still true to your vision and i imagine compared to your last two films this was sort of a new process uh for you to have to go through you know are, are you satisfied with the final version that is currently being shown in theaters and will we see a director's cut someday possibly the director's cut is what's in the theaters i mean okay. there there will be some there will be deleted scenes on the blu-ray i i mean as a filmmaker i kind of like don't like the idea of deleted scenes but um but you know we 
we tried doing, we, my, my editor try, and I tried doing an extended cut, like not a director's cut. And we felt that the, some of the scenes played better just in a, in a vacuum. Uh, so, uh, so we were, we're, we're, you know, be, you know, the movie needs to be about Alexander's Skarsgård's character's point of view. And there's a, quite a, a lot of scenes uh, with Nicole Kidman that fell on the cutting room floor. She's great. Mm-hmm. I'm, proud of, I'm proud of the filmmaking, but we found that it was really important to keep her uh, like an arm's distance away from Alex and away from the audience. But, but, you know, you'll learn more about the character of Gugrin if you purchase the Blu-ray coming. <laughs> Your films are so rich in detail, like the amount of research that you do in terms of dialect and also being uh, someone with a design background, just in terms of production design costume, it's on a level that I'm not seeing from many other filmmakers today, or they just seem to care about other aspects besides those things. But the detail is what I think gives your films a unique quality and is what people are, like you said, responding to because it does feel so real. Like you're truly immersing your audience into the story that you're presenting. Would you consider yourself like a historian, like first and then a filmmaker second? Like how do you see both of those process of, you know, the pre-production versus production and post-production process? I I mean, certainly if you're, you know, if you were talking to the Viking historians and archaeologists who work on this film, they would, I'm sure, say that I am not a historian. (laughs) I would say that I am more interested in building these worlds and learning about these other times and more interested in mythology, religion, the occult, the past than I am in filmmaking. Mm -hmm. You know, I would rather like if like I would rather... you know, I'm so grateful and lucky to be making films because this is like the the kind of art form medium, a creative medium that is potentially reaching the most amount of people. You do creative work to like share what it is to be human with other human beings. But I would personally rather like paint a painting about stuff that I'm interested in that no one's going to see than make a movie that is like contemporary where I have to like photograph a cell phone in a car. <laughs> Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake and host of Krista Makes a Podcast. A songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and -and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of the Beths and Genesis Owusu. 
We've had guests from all genres and styles of music. And I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. It's interesting you say that because what I'm imagining, and I know you're young in your career right now, is I'm almost imagining uh, you going the almost like the Tarantino route, 10 films and done and leaving time and life for other avenues and other projects. I think that's a good, I think, I really think that's a good way to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think, I mean, like my hero Bergman retired after Fanny and Alexander, you know, yeah. and he couldn't quite stop, but he, so he limited himself to kind of Swedish TV movies with a small audience and a small budget, but you know, that were more exploratory, but in the stakes were a lot lower, but you just, you don't want to peter out. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't want to peter out. You don't, I think like if you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I totally understand because you're so interested in these historical stories. Do you suspect that we will ever see a modern day, uh, contemporary story from you? And if so, what does that film look like from a genre standpoint? There wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. Okay. I mean, I really just don't, I just don't think I could get passionate about shooting it. Even Mm -hmm. if it, like I I could see, I could see a contemporary story that I could be into for, for sure. Like the story, but I just don't think I could muster up the, the, the passion to, to shoot it. That's totally fair. Yeah. Um, on this project in particular, what would you say was probably the most fun day on set? Because I've heard that there were days where it was cold, heard days where it was obviously very physically grueling, uh, but I haven't heard much of like, what was a day where it was just fun? It, with the, with the, the song that the ens- enslaved uh, duo sl- singing in the woods with all the other enslaved people dancing around, that was very pleasurable. Was oh, I'm sure. And Skarsgård looks like he was having the time of his life, uh, you know, making this movie. I mean, he had to work, obviously, very, very hard to get into shape for it. But on set, like I'm 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 watching him on screen and I'm saying to myself, this man is a freak of nature. He's a beast, an animal, and he's truly embodying that. Uh, Tell me, what was it like just discovering? um, Well, what was it like meeting him and casting him and uh, the amount of work he put into this? Well, it was just it was, you know, Alex has been into Vikings since he was a little kid. And this he was trying to make a Viking movie with our mutual friend and producer Lars Knudsen for like 10 years. So, uh, you, you know, so his passion for Viking culture uh, was exciting to me because I knew that Alex was going to demand nothing but perfection from himself. And he absolutely delivered that. So yeah. he was a joy to work with. And you have uh, actors from your previous two films, you know, you're reuniting with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Willem Dafoe shows up for a business too, you have a a couple of new actors, but yet they all are period accurate in a lot of ways. It's just perfect casting that just feels very right for the time that you're setting your story in and also for your vision of what you're wanting to bring together. How do you go about casting? Is it about look? Is it about the relationship? What are you looking for when someone uh, reads your material? The look is important. I mean, it really is important because especially when you're doing archetypal storytelling, like you need people to look 
exactly the way they need to look. I, mean, I remember talking to Ethan and saying, like, e, you know, I think we're going to put you in a, a blonde wig. And he was like, you want me to be blonde? Like <laughs> that, man. And then he was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I, I'm the Viking king. Yeah, you got it. You know, and I, and so that is important, but then I'm, you know, but from there, I'm looking for people who take risks are, you know, are fearless, uh, you know, and, and willing to go all in. All in being naked in front of a uh, scorching volcano. So yeah, (laughs) I imagine so. And then finally, what can you tell us about where you're at right now with uh, Nosferatu? You know, uh, I just, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm starting to wonder if, if the ghost of more now is displeased with me trying to do this. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but, mm-hmm. but it is how it feels to me at the moment. So what, what, what did you say is next? I know you're working on a couple of television projects. What, what is next down the horizon for you? I, I, um, I, I don't know. I have to like, you know, like I always have to have a lot of pots on the stove because it's a very tricky industry. So who I don't know who's, you know, going to order what from the Robert Eggers menu. Well, they better order soon because what you're serving is really good, sir. I've enjoyed all three films that you've done and I cannot wait to see what you do next. I think you're a truly, truly special and unique voice out there. So kudos to you. Thank you very much. Very kind. Absolutely. You have a good rest of your day. You too. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to my interview with the director and co-writer of The Northman, Robert Eggers, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. The Northman is currently playing in theaters from Focus Features. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. But you can also lend on over at Patreon. For a $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, 
Please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.